Here we are. Here we are. Guys, don't worry. We are back in the same room. Can you believe it? That's beautiful. It's been so long. I haven't seen you since Thursday. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, exactly. But if you guys missed, if you're not on the live chat right now, we did a hug. The people wanted us to hug. So yes, we hugged. We did it. It, was, it, was, it was hot. I don't know if it was hot, but we're reunited and it feels so good. It feels so good. How are you feeling, Matt? So you ready for the holiday season? I guess. It's upon us. I guess. Gotten all your shopping done? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. What about you? I feel like I've gotten a lot of it done. There's some things missing, but it's also nice that back in Atlanta, we do a secret Santa moment. And so I just have to buy one gift for one person. Oh, that's nice. What should I get my brother? I don't know. We'll think. It's also going to be hard because he's going to give you some fearless feedback if he doesn't like what you get. Yes, he will. He will. So that'll be a tough time for you. Yeah, It's always (laughs) a tough time, guys. It's the holidays. A tough time. A tough time. (laughs) Only for you. No one else has a tough time around this time. No, not at all. (laughs) Guys, think about me. It's all about me. I'm Mm. the one suffering here. That's a choice. This episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that is powered by CTT. Really easy. Just put the powder in, mix it with water, and it works two times faster than just drinking water alone. Yes. And it has three times the amount of electrolytes than any other sports drink. And the flavors are great. I've tasted four flavors so far. Lemon, lime, Matt Palmer Lemon Lime's my shed We love it Passion Fruit The Apple Kombucha Which I love kombucha Iconic And the Vitamin C The uh, one that gives you A good immunity And I thought all of the flavors Were great And I've gotta tell you I just went to Vegas To a friend's bachelorette party And uh, someone brought A liquid IV with them And before we went out For a big party night I had a liquid IV Drank a lot that evening And woke up Sans hangover And I think there's nothing Better than that And you look great too I think you You look great too Thank you I'm very hydrated. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? So if you want Liquid IV for yourself, go to the website and uh, use promo code 2GayMats, T-W-O, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. Sounds like a plan to me. You got to do it. Get in with Liquid IV. You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we are at the most stressful time of year for me. It is mm. the time when like a week before I'm about to go away for the holidays and I've got to finish a bunch of shit in L.A. So I mean. I'm just like running around trying to do some shopping. I'm trying to get like doctor's appointments in and this in and that in. And I'm like working extra shifts to mm. like to like make up for the fact that I'm going to be home for two weeks right. and not working. The beginning of December is hard. I would like to point out again, what you described is mostly something everyone deals with. And it's not just you. And I think it's just something for 2023. Maybe expand the world. But you a see, bit. that is why I'm talking about on the podcast, because people can relate to it. They'll yes. be like, oh, Matt, Matt Steele is so relatable. <laughs> yes. But it's like it's I know this time of year is a hard time for a lot of us. And like, this is what I'm going through. Just a different way of phrasing. Well, Matt Palmer, what are you going through? What I'm going through is this I'm, week. What did you do this past week? I went to uh, a friend's wedding. My friend Sarah and her lovely husband, Eric, got married in Palm Springs. It was the most beautiful ceremony. She was the most beautiful bride. I was so happy to be there. And it was also like uh, my COVID, if you have been keeping count, I was COVID positive, I believe, for 15 days. And I wanted to be very safe before 
visiting that seal, for example, and also, of course, going to a wedding where there are going to be people of all ages. It's like, yes, the CDC says after five days of your symptoms, you can go and be out and about. I didn't feel comfortable with that. The original CDC idea was 10 days and you could go out and be out and about. And I didn't still didn't feel terribly comfortable with that. I would have probably worn a mask at this wedding the whole time had I not tested negative. But luckily... It happened. I'm back in the saddle. And now, of course, as soon as like I'm feeling better and all is well, I go to a wedding and like scream my face off and I've lost part of my voice. So You sound good. Thank you. But it's like we gotta stay in a certain range. Oh, oh. Is, we don't have the range as we did. You're holding previously. it in the are you like talking you should talk like how in freshman year of college oh, when Lord. everyone like started like taking vocal tech and voice mm. lessons and everything. They told us that we should all talk up here to protect our voices. So for literally like a full <laughs> like semester and a half all the girls talked like this to relieve the pressure from their vocal cords because they were so scared that they would sound, that they would damage their vocal cords. And then by the end of freshman year, they were just like, you know what? Fuck that. That's the thing is it's like, that's untenable. That is not a lifestyle I want to lead. That's not the voice I want to come out of my mouth all the time. That was the lifestyle of all the private voice teachers that that were teaching. Did they all talk like that? They sure did. You know, Dr. Pamelia Phillips, who wrote the book Singing for Dummies. Pamelia, not Pamela? Interesting. I I, I, we all we all thought it was Pamela, but then she said it was Pamelia, and we oh. were like, she could be just like bullshitting us, right. like just for fun. But right. like, maybe it is Pamelia. Interesting. Yeah. All right, I'm interested in that. Maybe she's watching. Hi, Pam. I'm, like, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. She, if, if Pam is watching, she's probably just shaking her head, just being like, "Ooh, the way he talks is mm. just." The damage he's doing. I don't feel like you're doing much damage. Thank you. Honestly. So is anything else going on with you? How was your week outside of preparation for the Jersey trip? Uh, It's literally all just prepping. It's literally all just, and like trying to like finish, like like seeing people because for some reason, like whenever the holidays happen, it's Mm. like, oh, like the the year is ending. In my brain, I'm like, I'm not going to see them for like several (laughs) months. Like like when next time I see you, it will be a new era. Yes. Like it's not just gonna be like two weeks. Like I go, two weeks without seeing my friends all the time totally. but for some reason like I have it in my head and in my heart like no I have to see everyone before the, the end of the year right. I don't I, know why I mean and I have that a lot because be, because that's happening for me as well but also I haven't seen people in three weeks yeah true <laughs> and so I'm like okay now I'm negative I can go see these friends that I've like not seen in a minute I would like to see Janie before I fly off and again I'm only gone one week <laughs> and then I'll be back and it's fine but I just you know I would like to have one more you know pre-Christmas 22, 2022 moment with some friends which I think can happen and luckily the wedding there were so many friends there yeah like my good. friends Joe and Tam we all went down to together Jackson and I and our friend Ernesto who's great and it was just it was a lovely lovely wedding I just can't say it enough I just was I was thrilled to be there. Well, congratulations to yes. Sarah. We're very happy. Yes, She's Sarah and Eric. And, and Eric, too. Yes. yes. Congratulations to them both. Yes. We love you. I saw the pictures. Everyone looked beautiful. It was a beautiful. It moment. looked beautiful. Beautiful. You looked great. Thank you. Uh, are you ready to dive into the news for idiots? Why not, guys? Okay. So we have good news. It's also like, uh, sorry, let me just tell you the news before I get excited about it. But <laughs> WNBA player Brittany Griner is free. Uh, President Biden signed off on the trade, which took place in the United Arab Emirates, according to a senior administration official. And Biden gave his remarks a few days ago. Uh, Essentially, she was detained in Russia uh, because of like for like and she was sentenced to like years in prison because she was using recreational marijuana, which she needed for like pain relief and stuff. And so it's. 
I feel like been a new story that's been bubbling under and people have been discussing it and very much like, why is no one doing anything about this? Why is no one doing anything about this? But secretly, deals were being made, things were being done, and now she is home, which is like so beautiful and wonderful because she's such a big deal in the WNBA. And it feels like if an NBA player was going through this, it would not be a quiet thing. Like sure. people would be riding the fucking streets. Yeah. And I'm just so thrilled that she's home. And also like Joe Biden. Uh, really fucking killing guys, it. Guys, Daddy Joe has brought us all <laughs> home, I must say. <laughs> like, it really? It's just like, oh, Joe, I, I, I love you, man. <laughs> like, I'm just so happy at how well he's doing. I know. And and it's just, it's so great that she's home because she, I think, was like sentenced to seven or eight years. Something like that. And the, uh, the criminal who was in the United States jail, who they traded her for, also had like seven or eight years mm. in an American jail to go. Right. So he was going to be freed in seven or eight years um, anyway. Right. And and people were like, he would have absolutely survived in an American jail for that time. Yeah. And who knows if Brittany would have survived in a Russian jail right. for in the next seven years and everything. So I think it was totally worth it. She is home with her family. Yes. And great job, everyone involved. And I just want to say for the people who are discussing Paul Whelan, who is a former U.S. Marine who was arrested for alleged spying, who is still detained in Russia, who was sentenced uh, to 16 years in 2018, Biden spoke to Whelan's family before this announcement. There was either a deal with Brittany and this prisoner who had seven to eight years in the U.S. prison system, or there was no deal. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that this happened does not mean that Paul Whelan is being overlooked or ignored or forgotten about. And it also feels like there were people bringing this person up just to, like, discredit the fact that Brittany Griner was coming home and like say, well, this is why are we going for this? It's just like, it just felt like we're just trying to make this a shitty situation. Yeah, and it's, it's not and like, it's not, this is a win. This is a good thing a that happened. And things happen incrementally. Like that is just how things happen. Right. And so you just have to celebrate the wins when you can. And I feel like Joe Biden, if there's anything to be remembered for, it's the incremental wins. Let's go. A big fucking yes. difference. So I'm excited about that. There's updated wicked casting news, Matt Lots Steele. of casting news. Casting news for characters that I didn't even know existed. I, thank you. I was gonna literally going to ask you, like, who is this person? They don't exist yet. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, they exist now that they're filming. But So, Ethan Slater cast as Bach. Ethan Slater is a Tony Award nominee, and he was SpongeBob in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. All right, so he's going to be in that. Michelle Yeoh is going to be um, Mrs. Marable? Madam Marable. Madam Marable, yeah. yes. Don't remember what she does. Is she the one like, oh, Oh, Elphaba. Ah, ah, Miss Elphaba. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. okay, great. That part before The Wizard and I that uh. you're like, oh, skip ahead, skip ahead. <laughs> which, like, which it's a great role in everything, yeah. but it's like, did that part need to be on the cast recording? It's I like, mean, no, come on. I've heard that let's means I've heard. The Wizard and I. I've heard a, a lot of her because this is one of the like four or five songs from What Could I Like? So I've heard that Mrs. Madame uh, Marvel. Miss yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great role, and Michelle Yeah is going to be great. Yeah. I'm so excited for her. And then they round out the cast with. Uh, with three or four additional actors, uh, including Bowen Yang, uh, Marissa Bode, and Bronwyn James. And these people, will, Bode will be playing Nessa Rose, Alphaba's sister. Nessa Rose is in the production. I remember her. She is a wheelchair user, and uh, as is the Los Angeles-based Bode, who's been acting since the age of eight. Yang and James will play Fanny and Shen Shen, respectively, fellow classmates of Alphaba and Glenda Chiz. 
Had, are these characters uh, that not, you've heard Not of? to my knowledge. Yes. I, I mean, I'm sure there are... I've seen Wicked three times. And yeah. I'm, there are like characters in the ensemble that I think maybe have like a line here or there. Mm. Like, oh my God, she's so green. What's her problem? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But I didn't know if they had names. So, <laughs> so I guess in the movie, like there'll be those characters being like, oh my God, look at her hat. Oh my God, she dances so weird. <laughs> and um, So I imagine there'll be those characters. Which I'm still the most nervous about that part. Like I get that she will be green in the show, but like do I want to see all these people talking shit on this black girl during that moment. But then she finds her strength. I know, she rises above just and flies. know when we're in the theater watching it, I will be fuming at <laughs> that moment in the show because I don't want to see that. Okay. Don't want to see that. Uh, more casting news about movie musicals. The Mean Girls uh, movie musical adaptation is coming to Paramount Plus, I believe, officially. And uh, Anjuri Rice from Honor Society Senior Year is going to play Katie Heron. Renee Rapp from Sex Lies of College Girl will be Regina George, a role she previously played on Broadway, which makes me so excited because, like, I don't know this girl's music, but I feel like she's a pop singer as well, who I mm-hmm. believe a fan out there is trying to get us into and has been reaching out, being like, you've got to listen to this girl, you've got to listen to this girl. But to me, it's like, if you can sing that Regina George on Broadway, you're going to fucking kill it oh, yeah. in the studio before you lip sync this on set. And I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> they might sing live on set. Don't. <laughs> like, I feel like that was a cute trend for a while. We don't need it. Like, I want to hear the biggest belt you've ever done and could never do again. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what I want. Auli Cravalho is uh, going to play Janice Ian. She was Disney's Moana. Big deal, big deal. And Jaquel Spivey from A Strange Loop is going to play Damien, which I'm very excited That's about. That's great. Yeah. When, do, when does the Mean Girls movie come out? I don't know if there's a release date. Guys, I'm just so excited. There's just movie musicals just like coming out the wazoo. I know. And, and you, I love nothing more than a movie musical adapted from the stage. And the Mean Girls musical is great even though I, I I feel like I should keep them separate in my mind but I always think where is the Legally Blonde movie musical adaptation do you think it's coming I, I don't know I need you to say yes so yes, I can be it's excited coming. like the thing is like every movie musical is coming <laughs> like I feel like every there's an announcement every like couple weeks like oh this movie this musical is being optioned for a movie mm. is getting the green light and it's like yeah yeah sure sure <laughs> like until they're on set I don't believe it really? um, oh yeah oh, tons of musicals like always have are like you know yeah, I felt like it you weren't involved. believing Wicked until this cast got rounded Girl, out. Girl, no one was believing Wicked. <laughs> Wicked, the movie was announced 5,000. I didn't believe the Wicked movie was actually happening until I got an audition for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, that remember a couple months ago yes. when uh, I was talking about a really exciting audition I yes. had? That was it. Yes. And, uh, I didn't book it, clearly. <laughs> um, but I... If they even watched my tape, I would be thrilled. I'm sure. It's an honor to be nominated. Absolutely. I knew 1000%. I stood no chance, girl. But you got in the room, the room where it happened. I got I got I got in the room where it happened, but was anyone else in the room with it? Did, did, or they, did, did they just say submit a tape and maybe we'll watch it? Maybe. I think that's more the case. But I am thrilled cuz first of all Ethan Slater is excellent yes and also ethan slater is a quirky redhead who does Hello. a lot of theater yes. but guess what guys he's gonna be out of commission filming in london for a whole year oh. oh no so i guess all the ethan slater theater roles are just gonna have to go to me <laughs> that sounds right i think the backup ethan slater is how you need to change like if you can add a tagline to your imdb backup ethan slater should be it. backup ethan slater Hello. that's me girls i love that for you 
Well, since Reese Witherspoon will never, you know, make me happy and make that Legally Blonde musical movie, she is going to make an election sequel, which is coming to Paramount+. Plus. And apparently this is based, and the whole team is reuniting. Alexander Payne is returning as director and co-writer. Oh, is he? Uh, yes. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that detail. Along with co-writer Jim Taylor, with whom he wrote the first movie. I love that. And uh, apparently it's based on the, so apparently there was already a sequel novel by Tom Perota, um, and this film is going to be based on the sequel novel. So I mean, you loved that movie. I did. I, I just watched. It's like how I watched the White Lotus season one right before season two came out. Like this is also a version of that, and I am excited for it. But if she has to choose between this and producing and you know being involved in the Legally Blonde movie musical, I would choose that. And I realize no one's mentioned it, but I'm gonna keep mentioning it until it happens. Well, I mean, she can do both at the same time because like it's not like Reese is gonna play L again in the Reese Legally Blonde movie musical. So like she all won't. she needs to do is just be like. Yeah, put my name on it. Well, I, but she could do a little cameo of something. Oh, she could do a little cameo. She could be Elle's mom. You know how long it takes to film a cameo? About like an hour. Look, get out I, of here. I, I just want it to be on her desk. I Girl. feel like she has a lot of stuff on her desk with like the Big Little Lies esque adaptations she does and this election film. And I want the Legally Blonde musical movie to be there as well. Guys, it's Reese Witherspoon. She can juggle multiple things at the same time. Okay. If it's a cameo, do you know how long I was on set for my little cameo in Dahmer? How long? I was on set for five hours. Hey. Hey. And you, you, they used a lot of you. And they, you think they, <laughs> used, they used more of me of than I thought they would. Good for y'all. So, oh, good for me. How long were you on set for This Is Us? Uh, for This Is Us? I was actually on set longer for This Is Interesting. Us. Interesting. Yeah, well, this Is Us, I was probably on set for like seven, nah, six hours, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling, I'm starting to think that the people in the press listen to the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we'll talk about things and then there'll be a news story about them. The Sun reported that The Holiday, the film I was just discussing about watching again, which is lovely, was getting a sequel. And unfortunately, Nancy Myers took to Instagram to tell us, no, the fuck it isn't. <laughs> And so it's like I had this moment of joy. I was like, oh, my God, we get to see where these characters that I've loved are these days. I can't wait to see what happens. Someone asked Kate Winslet about it on a red carpet. And she's like, someone was like, I can't believe we might be seeing ISIS again. And she's like, who is that? (laughs) And eventually she's like, oh, right. Yeah, I heard that. If that's happening, I'm not involved. That's so (laughs) So. funny. That's like when Gwyneth Paltrow had to be told, like, you were in a Marvel movie. And she's like, no, I wasn't. Oh, that was so funny. (laughs) But uh, listen, Reese Witherspoon, if you're out there listening, which I'm sure you are because apparently the press and people are listening to our podcast, um, why don't you produce a sequel to The Holidays? Hello. I mean, not to put more on your plate, Reese, but like. But but it works now that Cameron Diaz is out of retirement. Yeah. And I don't know what Jude Law looks like now, but if he doesn't look great, you know, throw some makeup on him. I'm sure he looks lovely. Get out of here. The the, the press really is like listening to the Two Game Outs podcast because also like the day after the podcast was uh, released last week, Mm. there was an article about the monologue from Gremlins. Oh, Oh, yes. I saw that as well. And I'm just like, they were watching that. They they saw my Anne Margaret set up and they were like, we're going to click on this. Yes. So if you are in the audience out there listening and feeding stories to the press, just let us know about it. And also, when's Beyonce's Renaissance visuals? Where are they? Yeah, we've been asking that question every single uh, podcast (laughs) for the past several weeks. And um, we haven't done that investigative journalism yet. We're going to put that out there. Hopefully there'll be a news story when we wake up that'll (laughs) explain where it is. Um, Well, speaking of stories from last week, TJ Holmes apparently cheated with multiple women on GMA. They were taken off the air soon thereafter, soon after we recorded the podcast last week. Apparently it was just, 
you know, too much of a distraction, even though the ratings apparently were through the fucking roof. Like, I literally had never seen either of these people before in my life before this cheating scandal came out. Mm. And now I'm like, there's Amy. <laughs> oh, there she is. There she is. She oh, knows what she did. She's in my prayers. Supposedly they're laying low, but they are still very much in a relationship. Um, I am of the mind that I believe she will be back on the air and I believe he will not be. What do you think he'll do? Go on Dancing with the Stars? I mean, I'm sure he'll get another gig. I'm sure there'll be gigs out there of people who will feel like, oh, he was wrongly canceled for personal reasons. But it's like, this is ABC in the news in the morning is supposed to be such a like familial brand and like very PG. I could just see them be like, this has become... And if, if he was with other women in the office that were not in equal seniority to him, like his co-anchor, it could become an, a real problem. So I could see that being the last we see of him on GMA, but you never know. Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. The auteur. The <laughs> the auteur is making a feature directing debut for Searchlight Pictures. Uh, Taylor is a once-in-a-generation artist and storyteller. This is from Searchlight. It is a genuine joy and privilege to collaborate with her as she embarks on this exciting and new creative journey. Apparently, this film is based on a story. Or Did she write the script as well? I think she did. She wrote the script, yeah. And she's going to be directing. And this is also the same week that it came out that she was going to be in Variety's Director on director discussion. Mm -hmm. And who is she? She's Martin McDonough. She's with Martin McDonough. Okay. And what has he directed this year? He directed the Banshees of Inisharan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Does it say what the Taylor Swift story is? What the feature is about? It does not. Because what if it's the Legally Blonde (laughs) (laughs) movie musical adaptation? I, I don't feel like it's that. I mean, that'd be, like it's it'd not. be really fun if, like, mo- Legally Blonde, the movie musical adapted right. by Taylor Swift. It just is like, I feel like she's obviously so huge right now. This era's towards, you know, getting Ticketmaster sued by the Swifties. It's just an interesting pivot. And I feel like she was hinting that there was a pivot upcoming in her documentary where she was like, I feel like I only have so many years that people are going to let me be this successful as a woman in music. But it's like, this was not the pivot I was expecting. I mean, why not? I mean, she's an artist. She has something to say. Yes. Guillermo del Toro was singing his praises. of. He was like, she is an art. She has a voice. And right. I'm excited to see what she comes up with. I so guess. we will see, guys. We will wait and see. Uh, but of course, some people are mad. But I, you know, if it's good, it's going to be good. You yeah. know, and if it's bad, it's bad. Just judge it when it's out. There's nothing really to judge just yet. Um, the People's Choice Awards happened, which of course I don't care, but I just think everyone should go and watch Lizzo's acceptance speech. She like highlights and brings out all of these activists and it's like very amazing and what everyone should do with a giant platform like Lizzo has. I just thought that was very cool. Um, and in a little bit of sadder news, Celine Dion took to social media, social media and revealed that she's been diagnosed with a rare neurological disorder called stiff person syndrome. And she says the symptoms of this disorder are what have been causing her to have severe muscle spasms in the past. Um, and it's a, SPS is characterized by fluctuating muscle rigidity in the trunk and limbs and a heightened sensitivity to stimuli such as noise, touch, emotional distress, which can set off muscle spasms. Did you watch that video? I did. It's so upsetting. Devastating. It's devastating. I mean, she, I mean, she is just a celebrity who, who is always just such a ray of positivity. Right. Like whenever she's with other art, artists or talking about other artists, she right. is. you can just tell she is a woman with such a huge heart and open arms and everything. And 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 she's had such a rough couple of years. Absolutely. Like, I mean, her husband passed away and then she was supposed to do a tour and then that was all canceled with COVID. Mm. And now this, it's... 
I mean, my heart just goes out to her so right. much, and and she's such a performer as well. Like, right. she, like, have you seen like the footage of like her Vegas residency yes. from like two thousand? How the, she's just <laughs> leaping from yes. like a cliff, and like these men are catching her, and like there's mm. a fountain all around. It's right. it's it, everything she does is so big, yes. and and even though you know she's not a dancer, she's like so physical. There's just such a, a show that she puts on, and right. so I imagine it must be so hard for her to not to. Uh, it, that this is going to be harder for her to right. achieve now. And it's one of those things where Celine Dion is obviously a massive talent. Vocally, she's very much known for that. But she's also known as almost like a quirky, mm-hmm. almost comedic voice. Like Titanic is all this off-Broadway show that's becoming huge in New York. Where and she bangs her chest. She's like, ah! Exactly. <laughs> and Titanic is essentially like, what if Celine Dion thinks that she was on the Titanic mm-hmm. and like tells the story of, the, of Titanic? via Celine Dion songs. It's like a jukebox musical of her songs. I hear it's amazing. And the woman who like does Celine is so funny as her. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are very famous portrayals of her on um, SNL at the time. I don't know. I just feel like there's. it's so easy to think about these divas and people that we grew up with as almost like characters and larger than life individuals and you watch this video and it's like this is just a woman who's going through something so difficult after going through so many difficult things it's just so insanely heartbreaking Mm -hmm. it tore me up watching that video honestly it's like just like a a reminder that life is not forever Mm -hmm. and that your favorite like people aren't forever yes yes Absolutely. Like I like every day I I'm like driving in my car and I'm just like I just remembered Angela Lansbury died. Mm. Like and it like, comes as a shock to me because right. I'm just like I still don't believe it. Right. Like it's just crazy to imagine. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just like I mean and it's a privilege to grow old and to be as old as one gets but like the the aging process and the things that come with it. That that and maybe this is just me. That is almost more scary than dying to mm. me. It's like the idea of like not having the control of your body that you're so used to, and like I don't know. And I feel like that's the journey for so many people, and the people around them are doing great things by you know being caregivers and things. But it's just a, a scary thought, and it's coming for all of us. Yeah, and just you know? the, the knowledge that like at some point like things will change, and yes. and things won't be what they used to be like right. in your past, like, yeah. and just like. And you you don't notice that that change is happening until it happens, right? You know, and then it's like, oh well, now it's here, this is my life now. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on. This is a, <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christmassy gonna, podcast. It's usually more up, but think I mean, about happy wa- things. Legally Blonde movie. Watch, Legally Blonde movie. Watch that Celine video and not, try not to have these thoughts. Yeah, truly. Um, in more positive news, the Hot 100 chart is looking like a fucking Christmas sale, and I love it. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, All I Want for Christmas is You will be number one. Yet again, it is currently number two behind Antihero by Taylor Swift. Brenda Lee, that bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. My new favorite thing is to pretend that like I'm fully feuding with Brenda Lee because like, how dare she come close to being number one instead of Mariah on Christmas week? And it's like... How it's just the idea of feuding with the seventy-year-old woman is so insane to me. But it's like, eat it. You want to know what Brenda Lee is doing right now? What streaming antihero? Oh, because <laughs> she's well, like, uh-uh. If I'm not getting that number one, neither's Mariah. And antihero is staying atop, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I bet Brenda Lee is so petty. Brenda Lee is the one who Brenda Lee is uh, Taylor's PR person and got her in that variety mm. one-on-one with uh, Martin McDonough. She's wow. like, put this girl on the press more, 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 more. <laughs> Brenda Lee is funding her legally. I, Taylor Swift's Legally Blonde movie. <laughs> and it's like of all the Christmas people who have come out and like are mad at Mariah Carey like Darlene Love and that woman whose name I don't know but was mad about the whole Queen of Christmas thing. 
this Brindley's done nothing. <laughs> Brindley's Truly done has nothing. done nothing but exist and be an elderly sweet lady. But I'm just like, you get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, someone has to be number two. Like, let him, let her be number two. Number two's fine. Okay, well, okay. It's, if it's fine, then why are you so angry? Because what if it what if it swaps one one? Week? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> what, can't she just be like be number one just one week? As we'll, a treat, we'll talk about it. Okay. I, I, I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. We'll, Maybe, we'll negotiate it. We'll Joe ne- Joe Biden will exactly. negotiate it. <laughs> He'll negotiate a peace treaty between myself, Mariah, and um, Brenda, Brenda Lee. Lee. <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence said in her Variety interview with uh, who was it was Actors on Actors with mm-hmm. Viola Davis, and she like mistakenly this quote just came out and it wasn't exactly right. She said we were told girls and boys. Uh, could both identify with a male lead, but boys can identify with a female lead. And she went on to say something about, like, I was the first lead of an action movie, which is not true. But, like, I feel like the pylon in something that was so clearly she just misspoke was wild. It's like, oh, so we're really mad at Jennifer Lawrence for, like, speaking incorrectly? She had to issue an apology and, like, a retraction and clarification. Um, and it was essentially, uh, there's certainly, that's certainly not what I meant to say at all. I know that I am not the only woman who has ever led an action film. What I meant to emphasize was how good it feels. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, but it was my blunder and it came out wrong. I had nerves talking to a living legend and it's like, guys, can we not leave this girl alone? Yeah, guys, this doesn't affect you. Like who the fuck cares? It, it's, it's like, sure. And the thing is like, she was on set for the hunger games. She d- was a part of the creation of the hunger games. I guarantee you every voice in her ear was mm. like a producer or something being yes. like, I'm, I'm nervous. Cause like female led action movies, like maybe it won't do well. Right. I'm sure she had that in her ears all the time. And people of course were building her up. I'm sure being, yeah. like, Oh, it's rare to see a female led action film, which it is. Yes. And, like she's correct about that and so guys who cares she, I mean, she's the all the bullshit we say on two game apps that ends up not being true <laughs> we said COVID wasn't made. gonna be a thing <laughs> right <laughs> it just is like let this girl live I feel like people are so hard on her at this point um and Kirstie Alley passed away at 71 um I have complex feelings about this because I feel like she was saying some weird fucking shit. It's, it's beyond. Beyond. Like, she was a huge Trumper, right? She's a and very big Trumper. Was she, she was a Scientologist? Yes. Okay. She was also very... She... I loved Kirstie Alley like, okay. as a child. Like, Look Who's Talking is like top 20 best movies of all time to me. Like, I I, I think she is just such a fascinating, brilliant, like down to earth, but like acidic and mm. relatable leading lady. She was brilliant. And just the other things that she did, her work on Shears, her work on Fat Actress, like her work on Veronica's Closet. Like, mm. she was a brilliant, brilliant actress. Later in life, she became a more complex human being. Mm-hmm. She had I guess, some demons mm-hmm. that she unfortunately would take out on other people online mm. often and everything. So I, all I have to say about that is this made me very sad yeah. for the woman who I, I loved very much. And I just hope that in her final moments on earth, she found some semblance of peace. Yes. And, and that is, that is what I hope for thoughts and prayers go to the family. Right. And I didn't realize she was sick. No, no one knew. Oh, it was a secret. Okay. Yeah, it was like a secret diagnosis. And apparently it was like completely sudden. The Mm. camera just No, it's fine. It's good. Um, (laughs) Apparently, um, uh, it was like completely sudden. And I was surprised that I had no idea she was 71. Oh, yeah. In my mind, she is perpetually 52. Right. Like, as we said, people people get older and and horrible things happen and it's devastating. So Uh, that makes me sad. Yes. yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you grew up with her, I understand being sad. I knew her more later in life. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? Yes, I want to talk about something happy. Okay. We want to talk about the finale of The Amazing Race 34. Oh, okay. And the winners. Yeah. But more specifically, one winner. Yes. What did I say when I first <laughs> saw My Girl Claire when the casting was announced for Big Brother 23? I don't remember. I said, that's my girl. That's what I said. My girl, Claire, okay. has won the amazing race yeah. with Derek X, who was also on Big Brother, who she's dating now. Yeah, yeah. We love him, too. But like, I just want to celebrate that my girl, Claire, I saw her and I was like, she is a winner. Did she win Big Brother? No. no. But she won the amazing race. Million hey. dollar prize. Did I watch a single moment of the amazing race 34? No. Do they have to split the million dollars? They do. Oh, yes. Annoying. It's But the thing is, like, everyone suspected that they won the amazing race because suddenly they were like, we're moving to L.A. We're looking at places. And it's like, oh, you suddenly have a lot of money now? Mm. Okay. Um, I just want to say congratulations to my girl, Claire. And I want to pat myself on the back for saying I know how to call him. Well, you didn't know how to call the Big Brother winner. Well, well I knew. <laughs> I looked at her and I listen, no one was winning that season of Big Brother unless their names were Xavier or Tiffany. Okay. No. So she didn't stand a chance on Big Brother, even though she was so strategic and smart and a warrior. Yes. She didn't stand a chance. <laughs> But Amazing Race, she proved that she is the warrior I knew she was. I'm just so proud. Okay. She's just proving me right every right. single time. All right. Well, Everyone watching is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, same. I'm with y'all if you're feeling I that. just want to say I called it. Uh, congratulations. I'm glad you called that she was a winner and just misplaced the show that yes. she would win. <laughs> uh, well, guys, we will be right back with more 2K Mats, the podcast. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. The technology is a rolling, and we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Mm. Or if you are watching this on YouTube, you can comment below and um, say, that, hey, this is for email my heart, and we might answer it. Um, so we got uh, more than two emails this week, email my hearts this week, and so we will put a couple on the back burner. Mm -hmm. uh, first, I just want to give a shout and a thank you to Holly who didn't email us a question but just emailed us a really sweet email talking about how much she loves the podcast oh. and how she listens to it with um, her AirPods in and at work and just randomly starts cracking up at work. <laughs> That's and very sweet. Girl, don't stifle that. No. When people are like, why are you laughing? Be like, two gay mats. Yes, use it as promotional. Yes. <laughs> You've got to use you as promo. I want, you know, you got word of mouth is a big thing. I mean, Holly, Holly's voice matters and people listen to her. Yes, She's justice for Holly. She is influential. Yes. Yes. So, Holly, thank you so much for the kind email. So now I'm going up to a question mm. from John. John says, change of venue, change of heart. Mm. Hey, Matt. Recently, I had the pleasure of seeing the final show of Queen Rina Sawayama's tour, and it was an absolute force. The energy, the camaraderie of the crowd, the vocals, it was a top five concert experience for sure. Today, imagining popped up in my daily shuffle, and while I... I've always liked the song. It wasn't in my top five for the album. That was until hearing it live. Mm. Now, every time I hear it, I'll be brought back to screaming and dancing with hundreds of rabid fans in pure joy. The question is, is there a song you were initially met or indifferent about that changed upon seeing it in concert? Ooh. I'd also accept a live recording as a valid substitute. Thanks, as always, for the content. And I hope you and yours have the most joyous holiday season, John. Um, if you're accepting a live recording, I mean, I can't think of a song that where there's a live recording where that really like changes your view of the song more mm. than this is beautiful disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And now I listen to the up tempo beautiful disaster. And I'm like, oh wait, this is great too. Like, I never disliked beautiful disaster, but that live version was like live version cemented else. it. Like, oh wait, wait, this song is actually brilliant. Like, right. this song is excellent in any form. Yes. Um, a story I always tell. 
uh, is I saw Lady Gaga's Joanne tour. Mm. And obviously Poker Face was a massive, massive success for Lady Gaga. I've always liked the song Poker Face, but as far as her earlier songs go, it was never like my favorite. Like I always, prefer, I always preferred a paparazzi. I always preferred like a just dance. Like, like, mm. um, but poker face, I was always like, yeah, this is cool. But, but I, I wasn't as in love with poker face as other people were. So I'm seeing the Joanne tour <laughs> and it starts off. She sings diamond heart and I'm like, yeah, Gaga. Yeah. She sings AO. I'm like, yeah, Gaga. Yeah. She starts singing Joanne. I think was the next song. And I was like, Oh, I love this song. It's beautiful. beautiful I'm song. so happy. I'm here at this concert. Then you just hear ma 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 ma, <laughs> and when I tell you, my gay ass went into cardiac arrest. <laughs> like just hearing the ma 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 live, I just went. It's a big deal. And my coworker who was like 18 years old because she got tickets for her 18th birthday and none of her friends wanted to go with her, so she took me. <laughs> and, so, and so I just spazzed out at that concert i went nuts and i was just like yes because i just like the the because you know you go to a concert because you love the artist and because you love the music but you're also there to stand of course like that that is the goal and so just hearing that that just brought me back to like my college days Mm. just you know gay boy in college (laughs) just being like lady gaga and just hearing it live just reinvigorated like my love of her and it now whenever I hear Poker Face I'm just like I love this song so much more now right because of that experience I had live with it Uh, for me I feel like I have two Mariah examples shock Uh, the first of which is someone mentioned in the chat I don't want to cry I always liked I don't want to cry but the Tokyo Dome version I talk about every five minutes because it's one of the most beautiful vocal performances I've ever heard excellent 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 Um, I also always liked to make it happen like on the record like with emotions I was like oh this is good this is good but when Mariah in the daydream era started doing make it happen live with the like don't let go don't never ever let go like gospel choir it's like oh this is Mm. the song like it elevated the proceedings to a place where I'm like this is a moment that I hope to hear in many concerts of hers going forward of a song that I think is good, but the live version is just exceptional. It just has more like heft and heart and soul to it in the live version. And that don't let go, don't never ever let go seems so simple, but it's it's a mantra. Yeah. The song, and I mean, make it happen's a mantra too, but it's like, you know, the chorus is fairly cool, children, maybe it's half enough. And it's like a gospel like emotion. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly so how she sings it. Let's raise it up. Let's raise it so, up. I very much love that. I mean, there are songs that I like the both versions. Like I feel like the live Cornelius tree at Taylor Swift's <gasps> version. I of love that, that live version. So beautiful. I feel like I mean we but we love that song. That's the thing I love that so <laughs> it's not I don't the know same. That, that counts but I feel like I, I'm a sucker for an acoustic version of a song I already love. Mm-hmm. And it's like the acoustic version of Indestructible. Uh, oh. But that's better than the original. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think I might have heard the acoustic version first. Yeah, I did too. Because it's first on... On the track yeah, list. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you hear it at, like as a preview before the 30p or whatever. But yes, yeah, so... There are many live versions. I also, again, the album version is excellent. I would recommend listening to Kelly Clarkson's Sober that she does, I believe, at uh, The Troubadour. And it's on YouTube, the whole performance. Uh, I think it's on her official channel. It was like professionally recorded. Unbelievable. Another Kelly Clarkson thing is when uh, Piece by Piece came out. I feel like it's a little more like oh. mid tempo, like with a beat, like moment, like type yes. thing. And you were just, and obviously, like it's a phenomenal song. song. And you know, it was a single, right? Yes. Was it? And when it was happening, like it wasn't really, um, 
doing like the most amazingly yeah. I would say and everything yeah, and you fine. were just like why isn't it doing so well why is it because this song is amazing and yes. you were very upset you were like this song should be doing better more people should know this song yes. and then she sang it live on American Idol mm. and, and, and and she slowed it down yes. and so suddenly everyone was just, everyone was just like oh wait what is this song yes and and I think she released like an idol version. I might have gone type yeah. 10 even like that is an excellent reimagining of a song. Even yeah. though I do think the original is good. There is a bad version. I think there's like a dance mix version used in one of the music videos. That one's bad. <laughs> but the album version and the ballad unbelievable. Yeah. And her voice cracking because she was crying She's and it was crying. like a full circle moment post because of you like and of course things didn't work out with Brandon, but sure. even so the song stands the test of time. The song is phenomenal. Yes. And I love when it was over and she was crying. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. I'm, just, I'm so pregnant. <laughs> she's so great. She's so phenomenal. Someone was saying when we were saying Kiki Palmer is like the most likable celebrity that Kelly Clarkson's up there. And I think they're our top two. Hey, like, yeah. who? There's why would you dislike either of them? No, there's literally no literally reason. Literally no reason. Yeah. All right, so next uh, question came from Brayden, who says, email my heart. Hey, Mats, today is my birthday. Yes. 21, bitches. Happy Any- birthday. Happy birthday. So young, my God. I know. Be responsible. You were born when Glitter was coming out. Glitter came out before you were born. Sorry, no. go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm just wondering, what's your fa- what your favorite birthday gift was? Mine was this year. I got tickets to see Monet Exchange and a surprise party last night. Mm. Love you guys. Um, so for my 17th birthday, mm. my family and friends threw a big surprise birthday for me. Oh, that's fine. So like, thank you, mother. You're in the live chat now. Mother, that was the <laughs> like the best day of my life. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about my 11th birthday, ladies and gentlemen. So leading up to my 11th birthday, okay. my brother kept saying they are having auditions in New York for uh, the uh, they're having a dance call for the teen dance ensemble of the a revival of the Music Man that was coming that ended up being the Susan Stroman Music Man, which is forever in our hearts because it was perfect. Okay, uh, and so my brother was like, "I'm gonna audition," and I was just like. Michael, you're not a dancer. Like, why, why would you go to that? And it was on my birthday, like this mm. dance call. And my brother was like, we're going to go to the city on your birthday and I'm going to go to this dance audition. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to go like watch my brother like try to dance with all these like <laughs> professional dance because my brother wasn't a dancer. So I was like anticipating my birthday being really weird. Yeah. And um, so then I woke up on my birthday and my family was like, Matthew, we're not going to have Michael. Ald- like, this isn't what's happening. The plan was always we are taking you to New York to see the Broadway kids, <laughs> which was, I talk about them often. They yes. were a group of kids who were in theater. A lot of them were on Broadway previously mm. or currently. And, and they would sing show tunes and it was just a lovely, it was like an hour long show. They released several albums, which are classics. <laughs> um, and so we were seeing the Broadway kids on my birthday. So we drive up to New York. I think the show was like at noon or something. And so we arrive at the Lamb Theater in New York, which is like a 50 seat theater. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to see the Broadway kids. I walk in and guess who is sitting at the sound booth running the sound booth? Jesse Eisenberg, future Academy Award wow. nominee, because he was a Broadway kid. Oh. And my brother like turns to me, he's like, Matthew, that's that's Jesse Eisenberg. And at this point, we only knew him as Broadway kid. Right. And so we were so thrilled. Um, and then he went on to, you know, become Oscar nominated. Right. Um, but yeah, he was like running the sound booth for some Interesting. reason. And so then we sit down before the, the lights dim, and there's an announcement from Alex Bowen. 
Who's that? Do you remember the, I told you about the, fam, oh. the family of like child actors? There were like six yes. children yes. and they were all child actors on yes. Broadway and I was obsessed with them. So Alex Bowen, who was in that show that night as a Broadway kid, um, goes on the intercom and he's like, welcome to the Broadway kids, blah, 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 blah. And he gives his little speech and everything. Yeah. And he goes, and the Broadway kids would also like to wish Matthew Steele a happy 11th birthday. Wow. And I like was front row center and I <laughs> died. I was like, oh my God, they said my name. Because to me, these kids were celebrities. Yes. And so um, the show happened. It was incredible. Then we like went down to like get all of their autographs and everything. And Alex Bowen was given his autograph and he turned to me and he went, happy birthday. And I went, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like it was as if like, it was as if like Beyonce wished me a happy birthday. Like I was so excited. Okay. So also a couple days prior, I had gotten a hamster and it was okay. my first hamster. We named him Nibbles. And so all like leading up to it, I was like, oh, I'd love to get like another hamster like on my birthday as like a friend for Nibbles and everything. And okay. so my, my family, my mom was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We'll get another hamster. So we leave New York City. There's still hours in the day. Mm. My mom's like, we can go to PetSmart and you can get another hamster. I got another hamster and I named him Bits. Okay. To Nibbles and Bits. Yes. And, you know, you get it. Cute. Yes. Sounds like kibbles and bits. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I was so clever. Um, so we take Bits home. I put him in his little cage, introduce him to Nibbles and everything, and they get along. I'm so worried about well. this. You should be, bitch. <laughs> I'm about this. So I must say. I put him in his little cage. <clears throat> so um I go downstairs. And then probably like an hour later, I hear a squeak. Oh no. And I go to, I'm like, what was that? I go to the stairwell and there was my new baby bits dead on the stairwell. What happened? Well, my dog E.T. had, <laughs> okay, well, the cage, like there must've been like a little hole. I must have not closed it properly. I was gonna say, did you close I the damn thing? Know. Oh and so I, I definitely closed it, but like it was like one of those rinky like plastic cages, and I think like I pushed it too far up against the wall, and like a piece like popped open. Oh. Bits got a little too excited, decided to explore the upstairs, and my beautiful, wonderful dog ET, who may he rest, I love may him so rest. much. He was just a very, very talented hunting dog. Like he could catch anything. He was very gentle and very loving, but okay. like there's an animal. He could catch it. Okay. Um, and so uh, uh, Bits decided to introduce himself to E.T. And E.T. was like, hi, I'm going to get you. Bits unfortunately passed away on my birthday. Mm. And so I proceeded to spend the rest of my 11th birthday weeping. <laughs> this is sad. This is, oh. this is sad. Why Why would you tell Braden this? Like, this uh, isn't like. Because, a because it was just like, so I got such amazing gifts. I got the Broadway kids. I got to see Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. I got the, the happy birthday from Alex Bowen. I got a hamster. Yes. I got so many presents that year. And then it just ended so tragically. That, like, the, my 11th birthday is epic. It's I don't know epic if that's day. epic. I'd it's not, epic. I, I, I tragic. I'll give you. I don't know if I'll call it. Epic. I'm gonna make a movie of it, and it's okay. all gonna be a single shot, like gonna, a Birdman. It's gonna be fucking Steven Spielberg's movie. Oh my god! It's <laughs> oh my god! It's gonna be devastating. And don't worry, I got another hamster a couple days later. We named okay. him Bits the Second, and okay. he lived a long, fruitful life. We got a different cage as well. I bet you did. <laughs> that is the first thing I would have done. Um, well, when I was 16, my parents were like, "Would you rather have a car or this Korg Triton keyboard, which is like a good production keyboard?" Ooh. And I was like, keyboard, 
Thank you. I bet your I, mom was like, yes. <laughs> I can drive. There are other cars here I can drive. Love I will, that. I would need that keyboard, so that was a big deal for me. I also believe my 17th birthday was the year that I got my first iPod, which I unfortunately killed in my pocket when I went to go see Mean Girls opening weekend, and I had a thin mint in my pocket, and it seeped... <laughs> Wait, so we both have such tragic yes. stories about like our favorite birthday our presents. Our favorite birthday presents were killed on the day of the celebration. Wait, yes. it was the day of the... the oh, day. the day I received the iPod. Oh, I Mrs. Went. Palmer, I'm so... Because a hamster was like 20 bucks, oh, but like an was, iPod. Yes. Oh, Mrs. Palmer, if you're in that live chat, I'm so sorry. Uh, that Thin Mint, I mean, well, no, it wasn't a Thin Mint. What are the York peppermint patties? Oh, York, yes, that makes it, more sense. So that melted in my pocket and seeped into the, where you're supposed to plug in the iPod, you know? Mm. It didn't like that. Can't have that. <laughs> Can't have that. That did not stay with us. So that was, that was, those were good, great gifts though, both and. We both had really traumatic <laughs> lives. It's true. I mean, if this is our biggest trauma, we're doing okay. Yeah, I guess. We're doing okay. A hamster dying on your birthday is pretty traumatic. I mean, you were the one who wanted to share it with all of us. Because today. it's like, this is like therapy. The people yes. are all here. The Kathy's are all my therapists. They're all, I can't afford real therapy. I so mean, like, the Kathy's <laughs> are doing the job for me. Well, Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yeah. What's been giving you moments, darling? So speaking of traumatic lives. Oh, geez. Matt Palmer. Yeah. I have to say something. What? I liked the whale. <laughs> I I liked it. I went and I saw Darinovsky's I saw Darren Aronofsky's The Whale last night. And I liked it. Look, okay. It is melodrama out the wazoo. If it was a track off of Lord's melodrama, it would literally be writer in the dark. Like <laughs> we are going for it. Mm-hmm. But like it it works to, like it the, the style of it. You know I love a heightened stylized moment in a movie. Which was your favorite montage of this man eating? Because there were like eight of them. It was it because it, he was a self-destructive man and and every everything was just heightened and every and it I love how it felt like a play, because it was. But like I love nothing more than a movie that takes place in one location where characters. <sighs> Characters are just the same characters are just popping in. How and out. did you think of Hong Chow's performance? I loved it. You didn't I, think there were moments where you could have laughed because she was doing entirely too no, much. No, because it fit with the style of the Guys. movie. Okay, for those of you who don't know, The Whale is about um, a gay man who is about 600 pounds and he went through a lot of trauma in his life and he essentially like resigned himself to his apartment and is essentially eating himself to death. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert, kind of you you go through and you realize like, oh, he's kind of doing this on purpose and mm-hmm. that's why he doesn't like want to get better. And... Um, I, I, I think there were moments where I was like, okay, what's, what, how are we doing this? But mm. then I, that, when it crescendos at that end, I was like, of course I'm, you like that dumb ass, Birdman ass ending. It was a very Birdman ending. And I was like, boo. <laughs> because it works in like the way no, it built up. Man. And Brendan Fraser in that like final moment, I thought was so excellent. Hong Chow, obviously I love Hong Chow from day one. I'm so happy she's getting the praise she deserves as an actress. I, I had a good time. I liked it. Sorry. But I'm sorry, But too. guess what? I also saw a movie that I know you will like. Which is? And that is, spoiler alert. <gasps> I'm so nervous to see that movie. Oh, Am I going to ball? It is dev. It's it's like the opposite of like the whale in terms of devastation because like it, it's it's just, it feels so like like real, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, it's, that movie is about, um, it's a true story uh, based on Michael um, Ossiello, Ossiello um, about his document, like 
recounting when his boyfriend was diagnosed with cancer and that whole process. And you get to like see them when they first get together. Oh, and God. and the first half is very good and their chemistry is like Jim Parsons is in it and their chemistry is like really, really great mm-hmm. and everything. But then that second half happens. I'm and so nervous. This and it's so well done. Like your your heart is just torn out so much and, and you're just oh god like you just think about everyone you've ever loved <laughs> but it's like I, I'm sure I will like it I'm sure it'll be very sweet but I just what can I do to prepare myself so that I do not become like a puddle of tears at the end of listen it, it's like the Celine Dion video you know I'm gonna be devastated by this but I gotta watch it because I've gotta honor the people mm. and we all grow go through this type of shit the life hits you fast mm. Things go down. Sometimes your hamsters and iPods die on your birthday. <laughs> Bad things happen, but it's nice knowing that you've got people around you who love you and yes. that you had those moments with the things you loved, like your lover, your boyfriend, or your hamster, or your iPod. And <laughs> you didn't have much moment with your iPod. I but, really didn't. <laughs> and I didn't have much moment with my hamster. <laughs> That's but true. luckily, this cu- lovely couple had many years together. Um, it also has Sally Field in it, and she's excellent Good for her. there is one moment in the movie that i think is just so effect like simply and effectively done and it is a moment involving like a dinner scene i i just thought it was lovely i saw a matinee of it and it was just 1 p.m on a friday day and yes. i was just weeping in a theater it was well gorgeous i, I foresee it. that exact thing happening with me when i see it and i'll let you all know when it happens i'm nervous but i guess it's just inevitable it'll be cathartic yeah it'll be cathartic it'll be cathartic um, well, for me, I just wanted to say uh, we just finally wrapped up the Great British Baking Show. This is the first season of the show I've ever watched. And uh, I won't spoil exactly what happens. But I will say it was hard for me to get into the show initially because, you know, I, I'm more used to a Bravo reality show where it's like we're all fighting mm-hmm. and fighting for our spot in the viewers' hearts, spot on this cast next season, things of that nature. And so to see all these people being so nice to each other and like helping each other out with their bakes and like when someone would leave, there'd be so many people crying in tears I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> but I will say I understand even though I'm hearing from some people that this was not their favorite season I fell in love with several of the contestants they are so lovely and they're so incredibly talented they're at there's one of the challenges the prove one of the casts or one of the hosts essentially gives them like make a lemon meringue pie and like sometimes the directions are just basically like make a lemon meringue pie that's your direction and like if it's not exactly the way they're imagining it Fuck you. You're, well, how the fuck can you, how you do you just, know what they want? You have to be proficient enough. And these are home bakers. These aren't professional. But like sometimes they're given the task beforehand. They can practice at home during the week and film over the weekend. And sometimes they're given make a lemon meringue pie. You should know how to do this. You're in the final three. You're it's like damn three, baby so it is a lovely lovely season of the show i love so many of them i'm excited to watch more of it because i just never understood how i was supposed to feel about it because i'm like this isn't competition this isn't like the reality i'm used to but i will say i got into it and i loved it secondly as soon as this camera goes off i will be watching the season finale of the white lotus i'm sure we'll talk about it next week i'm sure it'll be my giving me moments I'm going to guess about who dies. Now, these are guesses, so they're not spoilers. You do know that the people are going to die from the first shot of the season. I think they're going to kill Jennifer Coolidge. Oh. I think this is the last we're going to see of her. I do not think she'll be in next season. Ooh, that's a swing, baby. That is my swing. Um, I think Ethan of the... There are two couples. Uh, one, the... Aubrey Plaza and her guy and then Theo James and his girlfriend who actually played um, the daughter in Next to Normal. I heard her on a podcast talking about it. Uh, I believe that 
Aubrey Plaza's husband, Ethan, will die. He's being driven insane by the idea that Aubrey Plaza and Theo James have had sex. I just, it's a brilliant show. It is so wonderful to watch. I think this season, I don't, it might be better in that I care more about like the deaths at least. Like at the last season, it was just like a beautiful story being told. Like this is so crazy and so affecting all of these different siloed things. Here, I feel like, uh, while there are individual stories being told, the overlap of it all is what's making it interesting. And like, mm-hmm. they're all kind of intertwined and connected a little bit, but I'm so nervous. I'm so on edge. I've been looking forward to this episode of television for so long. And you know me, I'm usually someone who like watches things months or years after they first aired. And so watching things at the time that it's in the zeitgeist has been pretty exciting I'm for me. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. You're doing it. I mean, that's like me, like this time of year is always so stressful for me, not only because I'm running around trying to finish all the Christmas. Oh, I have to get a haircut before Christmas. I have to do this. I have to buy a person this. This is also when like every like great movie is coming out right. and it's like oh wait but I also have to go to the movies like four times this week <laughs> right. but that's why I, I never see movies on the weekend but mm. last night after work I was like I have to see The Whale because then because then I have to see Matilda like I have to do, you do. all this you stuff you gotta fit it all in I, I gotta fit it all I have to fit it all I have to enter that little cramped apartment <laughs> oh and I loved the the. you were talked about you didn't like the aspect ratio I hate I loved it. the aspect ratio because it felt like you were really like in that apartment with him I don't I was I was just in, I was invested in the characters and their journeys and that's what it's all about baby the characters and their journeys yeah and the fat phobia and like how much we hate this like we're going to show so many montages of this man eating all of the time it's like I understand it you've shown me this so many times some of the lines were so ridiculously hammy it's like someone need to go over this writing again listen <laughs> this is it's, not it's it's it not good in the style of it no, all it I, and the thing is like I, I don't care about as long as I'm invested in the characters and what's going on it works. All right. So you like bad shit is what you're saying. I love great shit. Okay. I I love I love shit as long as a theme in the whale if it's honest shit. That was honest shit, baby. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening and or watching and we'll be back next week with more Two Game Ads, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 